For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for kicking off your week with us. This is your Monday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You guys can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99, also at EthosFantasyBB. That's where all of our new baseball and fantasy baseball content gets released from. We got a lot of stuff in the works. Our draft guide is coming in the next couple of weeks. We got our new podcast with Britton Allen, which will also be debuting over the next I'm going to say the next week and a half because we're still figuring out uh, getting the show page set up and putting it all out on the different platforms. So I'm going to tentatively say about a week and a half, but there's a lot of exciting stuff going on here at Ethos Fantasy BB and at Sports Ethos in general. We got our basketball trade deadline show that's going to be coming up over the next week. A lot of exciting stuff in the NBA as well. Overall, Sports Ethos is a happening place right now. Guys, make sure you're checking out the website and giving us a follow at Ethos Fantasy BB. Now, today we are going to be doing another mock draft, and I didn't expect to do one again this soon. Yahoo's actually opened up their their drafting. So they opened up Fantasy Baseball about a week ago, but they hadn't actually opened up their drafting. They hadn't opened up um, like any of the mock drafts or anything like that. I think they just opened it so people could renew their leagues. Not really sure why there was the delay in the mock drafts, but I think you guys know if you listened to the show last year, Yahoo is where I focus most of my content on. Uh, That is the site that I grew up playing fantasy on, started with basketball, hockey, football, all four major sports. It's the one that I've focused more of my content on over the years, over the years, over the year that I've been doing uh, fantasy content. That's what I've focused on in terms of roster percentages and different league strategies. So we're going to be hopping into a Yahoo mock draft today. Uh, It's a 12-teamer. I'm drafting from the 12 spot, and we're going to just keep doing these mock drafts. The next one we're going to do is a 15-teamer, but right now... We're hopping into a 12-teamer. This is the first time I've seen the Yahoo draft board. I don't know how how crazy it is going to be yet. I'm just taking a look here. And it looks fairly similar to what I've seen happening uh, in the NFBC drafts. There's obviously going to be some differences. Not everything is going to be cookie cutter. But uh, fairly similar so far. But, of course, I haven't really gone through this because they've just opened it up. I think it was yesterday, maybe maybe today. I, I think I think it was yesterday. Uh, but really, we have not had a lot of time with the Yahoo draft board. So we're going to start to get to know it because Yahoo is, I think, probably the most popular site for fantasy baseball at this point. I would say maybe ESPN, but the, the way that ESPN is, has handled baseball recently, 
Um, you know, they've cut out their baseball podcast, and I don't think that they focus as much of their content on fantasy baseball. I think that Yahoo might actually be more popular. I don't know if there's actual data on that or not. I'm really not sure. But we're focusing on Yahoo today. Uh, this draft is going to begin in a minute and 20 seconds, and we're mostly looking at real people in this other draft uh, today. There's a couple of people who are going to get auto-drafted from what I'm looking at here, but this should be mostly real people. And the drafts I've done so far, the mock drafts, I've been with computers. So this does make it a little bit more interesting. I'm looking at my NFBC ADP page here. Uh, we're looking at just from the middle of January onwards, we're talking about 22 drafts. I've also got my rankings open. I'm going to be trying to get the most value I can, obviously. But we're also just, you know, we're trying to get to know the board here, get to know where players are roughly going talk about my picks, why I'm making them. Uh, it's a standard 12-team, no craziness. I'm uh, going to draft 23 players in total. Fairly standard stuff when you're talking about Yahoo or when you're talking about most general home league-style fantasy baseball leagues. Uh, this is this is generally what it is. So 12-teamer. Otani is two separate players, and I just want to take a look, actually, at Otani's draft price here before we get going. Uh, let's see here. Otani batter, his ADP is 12.7. Otani pitcher ADP is 56.8 because he is two separate complete entities that take up two spots on your roster in Yahoo. That's interesting. I feel like that's a decent value on the pitcher in terms of the hitter. It might be a little bit too high uh, at the end of the first round just to have him as a hitter. Well, well, we'll see what happens because I've got the 12th pick here. He might be somebody that is in my mind when we get to that point. I'm just taking a look here. Bobby Witt Jr. is going a little bit farther down than he is in different leagues. Uh, okay, we're, we're getting started here. The draft is going. Bobby Wood Jr. is going in the middle of the second round, by the way. <clears throat> right now he's going uh, ADP of, I just had it here, 19.1. So there's going to be some differences. Uh, right now we're looking at Ronald Acuna went first. Julio Rodriguez uh, went as the second overall pick here. It's a 30-second pick clock, so this shouldn't be the longest podcast in the world, 23 picks. Uh, Jose Ramirez goes third overall there. Uh, it shouldn't be the longest podcast in the world, but it's still something I think is important to go through these. I'm going to go through, I'm probably going to do like 100 mock drafts over on Yahoo, because I do like the Yahoo interface better than any other fantasy site, fantasy app. I do prefer it over ESPN. I do prefer it over Fantrax. Uh, CBS, I don't have as much experience with, but I think I do in general prefer Yahoo there. Uh, I like the way that their interface works, the way that you can search players, sort by position and ADP and everything else, which is, I think, a little bit more convenient than the other sites. I mean, I don't have as much experience with the NFBC, and they are constantly making improvements there. And maybe, you know, this is my first year playing on that site. Maybe over the course of the year, I'll prefer it. But right now, I think Yahoo is is my go-to for fantasy. So we're about halfway through the first round here. Uh, Ronald Acuna first, Julio second, Jose Ramirez third, Trey Turner four, uh, Aaron Judge five, Kyle Tucker at six, Mookie Betts at seven, Vlad Jr. at eight. A little high for Vlad Jr., maybe, <clears throat> if you're looking at, I mean, I'm... I have the NFBC ADPs baked into my brain at this point. It's not crazy high, I guess, uh, end of the first round there. Maybe it's because in the back of my head I was hoping I would take him here. But I do like having these back-to-back -back picks. I think especially in this kind of format, I'm going to go hitter and hitter. I'm not sure who yet we're going to see who's available on the board here. I'm up in three picks. But I think especially in a 12-teamer, you, you go for those quality hitters early because there is so much pitching value on the board. Even in a 15-teamer, I'd go for, for hitters early and just get those pitchers later on. But there's even more value to be had the shallower the format that you are in. Juan Soto goes at pick 9, and I'm a couple picks away here. Uh, Manny Machado goes at pick 10, and I am one away from being on the clock here. So Otani batter is there. 
Corbin Burns. Uh, who got taken? Jordan Alvarez got taken 11th. So I'm on the clock, 30 seconds. Not a lot of time to diddle around like I usually do here. I think I'm going to go... Um, oh, man, 30-second pick clocks are tough, especially when you've been doing four-hour drafts. I think we're going to go Freddie Freeman as the first one. And I really want to go with Otani as the second one here. But I think I'm going to hold off. And I think I am going to go with Bobachet. I'm going to go Bobachet and Freddie Freeman at the end of the first, 12 and 13. Pretty close to their ADPs on NFBC. They are 13 and 14, respectively. Essentially 14 and 14. Bichette's 13.9. But I really like having that foundation there of two quality uh, bats that you can essentially, you know, Matt Williams said it when he was on the show a few weeks ago about Freddie Freeman. You can write the numbers down in pen, and you can't do it maybe as much for Bichette. Steals might be a little bit of a question. He's going to bat close to 320-ish homers. Uh, very good possibility of 200 runs and RBIs put together. The steals are the only real question there for both of them. Uh, Freddie Freeman coming off a career-high steals number probably goes back down a little bit, but I think between the two of them, I'm going to have somewhere in the 30 steal neighborhood. So I'm going to be okay with that, maybe 25 to 30 range, but I'm pretty okay with that with my first couple of picks. Batting average is looking very strong. Counting stats should also be looking very strong. Now, I'm just thinking about my next pick at this point, and the next pick I have is going to be number 36, which is the problem about drafting at the turn. I did it with the 10-teamer we did the other day. Uh, I had the 10th the pick in the 10-team draft, and the problem is you go so long without a pick, <clears throat> it can lead you to kind of not even zone out necessarily, but if you go 22 picks or a uh, space of 22 picks without you picking, you might you know kind of think, okay, this guy's going to be here, that guy's going to be here. If you're like six or seven picks away or eight picks away at all times, you're kind of always zoned in, where if you're on the turn, you have to you know, put that extra effort in to make sure that you are zoned in because it is easier to you know, flip out of the app for a second, go check something else. You think, okay, I got – especially when you've been doing four-hour pick clocks, it's very easy to get that into your brain that this is the standard. And a lot of the time it's not. A lot of the time it's 30 seconds or one minute. So I do have to get my, get my brain in check for those – Shorter pick clocks, which are going to be coming up a lot more as we head into draft season. Now, after my Boba Shed pick at 13, we got Raphael Devers, Pete Alonzo, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, Corbin Burns, Mike Trout, and Otani Batter falls to 20. I cannot believe that Alcantara went ahead of Corbin Burns. Alcantara's ADP is 25. He went to pick 17. Corbin Burns' ADP is 13, and he went to pick 18. That last couple picks here, we got Bobby Witt Jr. and Fernando Tatis, 21 and 22. Not something you're going to be seeing in the NFBC, especially with Bobby Witt Jr. He's going to pick 8.7. I've talked about how much I hate that pick a lot. Fernando Tatis going to 18, so I guess you could get him at 22 realistically. Um, but probably a little bit farther down than we're going to see him slip, especially the way that his price keeps going up and up. A uh, couple, bunch of picks coming in here, one all in a row. Uh, Goldschmidt, Strider, Michael Harris, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Jose Altuve at 28, and Jacob deGrom at 29. Jose Altuve at 28, <clears throat> you know, I wanted to take him there roughly in the draft we did uh, last week. Uh, it, I think it was like late 20s, early 30s. His ADP is about 40 recently. I guess it wouldn't be too bad. It feels maybe a touch early, but at the end of the day, he is my number one second baseman. I don't have a real problem with it at all. Uh, it just feels maybe a touch early just based on ADP, but ADP is is different here. Where is he going on average? Yeah, he's going at pick 29 on, on the Yahoo drafts, and they're still building up their ADP data because... There haven't been that many drafts, and these are all based on mock drafts, I believe. There's no, I don't think that you can even do a real draft yet on Yahoo. Maybe you can. I, this is so brand new uh, this season, and they're still rolling it out. I'm not really sure what you can, can and can't do here. Uh, Marcus Semien, Edwin Diaz, and Emmanuel Clase go 30, 31, and 32. About what you can expect. Maybe Marcus Semien is a touch higher than I'd want to take him, but at the end of the day, 
still pretty safe pick. He's going at 33 based on ADP, so it's nothing egregious there. Uh, Aaron Nola goes at pick 33. My options on the board, you know, I feel like I'm taking Shane McClanahan in every draft, and he's we're two picks away. Maybe he gets taken, but, uh, man, I feel like I need to diversify a little bit, even though these are mock drafts. But it just goes to show, I think, how high I am on McClanahan. Uh, my pitching rankings are going to be coming out. He's the number two pitcher that I have. Uh, we talked about that earlier in the offseason as well, and I think I'm going to have to take him here at pick 36. I think it's, I think it's pretty damn reasonable. Uh, what is his price in the NFBC right now? I think it's about that. 44. He's going to 44 in the NFBC. That's a bargain right there. Oh, man, I got 15 seconds left to pick. I'm taking McClanahan with one of these picks, and I should probably go for a more scarce position with my second pick. Uh, I should probably go for a reliever here. Honestly, I think I'm going to take a share of Josh Hader. I'd pick, I'd pick 37. It might be a touch early, but relievers, I'm going to be a dra- not drafting for quite a while after this. So I'm going to secure Josh Hader. I've talked at length about how I don't think last season is the real Josh Hader. I think that that was a one-off. Uh, you know, I've, t- I've heard even Eno Saris talk on the Athletic Podcast with Derek Van Riper that his stuff plus location metrics, all that fancy stuff that they got going on there. Because I-, I won't, I won't bullshit you guys. That stuff is a little over my head in terms of uh, spin rates and stuff plus. I'm not the most versed in those things, but according to those guys who are a lot smarter than I am, been doing this a lot longer than I am, they're a little worried about Josh Hader. But I think we've talked at length about his personal problems getting traded in the middle of the last season. His wife had pregnancy complications. It was a big shit show of a year for him, and I'm not willing to write him off because of that. So I got Josh Hader. My first four picks here I'm feeling pretty good about. Freddie Freeman, Bo Bichette, Shane McClanahan, Josh Hader. And the problem, like I said earlier, is I just go so far, so long without taking a pick now at this point. I kind of have to think pretty well in advance of who I want to take. Uh, interestingly enough, looking at ADP here, and it's still, again, they're still formulating ADP. This isn't anything that's set in stone. But the ADP here for Max Scherzer, he just got taken, actually, at pick 43. But his ADP is, what was it, 27. So he did fall a little bit based on these early ADPs. But his ADP is 46 on the NFBC site. So we're still figuring everything out. We're still getting a grasp of the board here. <clears throat> Man, just looking at this, I want Ozzy Albies with my next pick. But it's he's not going to be there. He's really not going to be there. Let me see. My next pick is 60. We're at 47. Eh, maybe he's there. I can't I can't see him being there, though. Jazz Chisholm is also still there. His his average pick here is 65. <clears throat> that seems like a huge bargain for Jazz Chisholm right now. Uh, let me take a look at the NFBC site. He is going at 44. It does seem like a huge, huge bargain to get on Jazz Chisholm. He's definitely somebody that's going to be in my queue. And I say that, God, I jinxed myself because he went right there. Uh, Whit Merrifield going as a top 100 pick here, where in the NFBC he's going almost at pick 200. A uh, lot of differentiating between the two sites, as as there should be. Uh, different drafters, different style of players here. Bryce Harper's ADP is 52 on, on Yahoo right now. That seems insane. I don't know why people are taking him that high. Like I, I can get around taking him in probably like the 150-ish range. Like Let me see where he's going Right now on uh, an NFBC leagues, um, one ninety five with a, between one forty five and two fifty. Yeah, I think about one fifty is about where I'd want to start taking him. <clears throat> Fifty two is ridiculous. It seems very high. The thing is with Yahoo is the the drafters in general, and I'm not trying to insult anybody because I play a lot of Yahoo. Like I play a lot of Yahoo leagues, but they're just not paying as close attention as the people who play in the NFBC are. There's not as much money on the line. In general, I mean, you might play in a Yahoo home league where you're putting in $1,000 for the buy-in. It's possible. But for the most part, you're getting some 
you're getting some good value um, on these Yahoo boards because people, I don't think, have fully done their draft prep yet, and you're seeing guys on the board who really shouldn't be. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is an example there. Otani Pitcher is still available here. If I can get... I mean, Josh Chisholm got taken a couple picks ago, but it goes to show like the general value you can find uh, on the board here. Otani Pitcher is still there. Um, I think I might end up taking him. I think I might. I mean, it looks like decent value. Uh, Gosman got taken there. Shit, I would have taken Gosman too, probably. Now let's take a look. Otani Pitcher is still there, and I think I'm going to go ahead and do it because we're at pick 60 at this point, and I think that that feels like really good value. Um, the next guy I would probably think about going for here, I think I'm going to go Cedric Mullins. I think this is a good price around pick 61. His ADP is 58 here. Yeah, I'm going to take Cedric Mullins. I'm going to get that extra little bit of speed. I mean, the batting average, I don't know, I don't know what to expect batting average wise from maybe 260, 270, but it won't kill uh, the guys I took in the first couple of rounds. It kind of <clears throat> feeds into that same build that I've got of kind of just the five category contributors, which I mean... There's not a lot of five-category contributors once you get past this point. And even Mullins, you could argue, maybe isn't. But I think we're getting him at a decent price here, considering his ADP uh, in the NFBC right now is about 47. And again, I'm looking from January 15th onwards. 22 draft champions drafts. uh, Mullins is going anywhere from 33 to 64. So I think I'll take that uh, closer to the max than the min there for sure. Um, But I think overall, I like the way that I've built out the team here. McClanahan and Otani as as my aces. I really like that the more I look at it. Josh Hader as my closer, and I think next round we're going to have to take another closer here. Um, and then, you know, we've got Boba Shett, we've got Freddie Freeman, we've got Cedric Mullins. So I think overall I'm, I'm very comfortable with this team. Uh, we've got a nice foundation of power, speed, and batting average. I, I like it a lot, uh, even though, <clears throat> I don't know, I kind of wanted Jazz there. I kind of had it in my head that I was going to take Jazz, and I do need to fill out a second base and third base slots because – those are going to go quicker than I would anticipate. But uh, over the, overall, I think I'm pretty happy with this. Second base is really such a shit show. I should have taken one earlier. Third base, there's still a couple of good options here. Uh, a couple of guys that I like. Alex Bregman's still sitting on the board. If he's there still, I might have to take him. After Bregman, I mean, I could go with Gunnar Henderson. It does feel a little bit rich to me still, even here. Oh, he's going to pick 100. A little bit on the rich side. Where is he going in these recent NFBC drafts? 97 is about the same. It still just feels generally a little bit too expensive. I think if Bregman's here, I almost have to take him. Although 11 picks from now, I'm not I'm not expecting him to be there. Um, let me see. Second base, Tommy Edmond. Whit Merrifield, I can't believe he's going at a higher price than Andres Jimenez. It's just insanity to me. Like Even higher than Glaber Torres, higher than Brandon Lau, uh, higher than Jorge Polanco. It seems... I don't know. There's a lot of value to be had, guys. If you can play in some cash leagues right now and, and get those in, I would be doing it 100% because people have fully not adjusted yet to what they should be doing here. Ryan Helsley is still available. He's somebody i got to check mark or put in the queue anyway because my relief pitcher situation is not the greatest. Rizal Iglesias also sitting there. I like Rizal Iglesias at that price at 86 I don't think he's. I don't think you can get him at that price in NFBC drafts right now. Iglesias, fifty-two. Holy shit! If he's still there, I'm gonna have to take him at that point. Uh, that's a lot of value. That's thirty-plus picks worth of value for somebody who's potentially gonna give you thirty-five saves this year, uh, with with great everything else around it as well. Definitely got to consider him. Liam Hendricks going at the same pick as Rizal Iglesias. As much as I love Liam Hendricks, we can't do it, guys. Like he's gonna be out an indefinite amount of time. We don't know when he's gonna be back. I think it's a little too risky to take him anywhere, you know, in these kind of drafts, a 12-teamer. 
maybe your last pick, last two picks is when you start thinking about it. But even then, like you might miss four months. Uh, if you have IL slots for sure, then you take the chance there. But I don't know that we really can be taking that chance in a lot of leagues, especially not inside the top 100. Walker Bueller also going inside the top 100 here. I don't know that he's going to pitch this year. I really don't know when like he's going to be back at all. I, like, I need to take a look at that with the Walker Bueller situation because I haven't seen any injury updates on him in quite a while. Uh, oh, I'm actually up next on the clock, so I should probably take a pause here uh, and wait till I make my picks to do that. But Bregman is still sitting here. Cross my fingers that the guy ahead of me doesn't take him. And he didn't take him. So I get my, my third baseman in Alex Bregman. And I'm going to get my second closer in Rizel Iglesias. Very happy there. I still need to get second base taken care of. Uh, but I think I think we're, we're cooking with gas here. I know it kind of skews the way you look at things when you're typically looking at 12-team content. and Or you're typically looking at 15-team content. And then you switch to 12s and 10s. You have to really change your brain and how you're thinking about things. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what we've got here so far. Let me see what we got going on on the injury front with Walker Bueller. I haven't seen any updates. I don't think there have been any updates. I don't see any reason why he should be a top 100 pick. The projected stats that Yahoo has from here is 118 innings. I I don't know where they get that from. Let me take a look at Fangraph's projections because that seems like it's probably not the most accurate. But let's see, because I might be wrong. I, there could have been something about Walker Bueller that I missed. There are so many damn players. It's very easy for one piece of news to fall through the cracks. But I figure with somebody like Walker Bueller, we would have heard about something like that. Yeah, his projections are for six innings on the bat, six innings on ATC. Zips has not for 145 innings. I don't know what to make of these projections at all, but I'm not taking Walker Bueller. Uh, I can't imagine anybody is going to want to take him at this point in the draft. And, you know, If it gets down to your very last pick and you want to throw him in the I.L., yeah, maybe, because there's a ton of replacement level value. But I don't know that we can really be doing that even. Like, we don't know. We don't know when he's going to be back, um, if he's even going to be back at all. So I would stay away <clears throat> from Walker Bueller there, especially in the top 100. I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but I don't think there is. I think that just the drafters on Yahoo have not done their homework. They're not playing for high stakes at the moment. And that's the thing. It's, the mocks are not perfect. They are not going to be... You know, your NFBC main event style ADPs, they are going to be people who are, you know, just, you know, dipping their toes in the water for the season. So it's not perfect, but it does go to show you the kind of value that is out there if you do hop into a public prize league right now. I mean, you can really take advantage of people just by you know, getting 20, 30 spots of value on a lot of picks early on here. And I, and I would definitely think about it. Like where I am in Ontario, we actually can't do Yahoo prize stuff. Uh, it's something about the, the gambling laws here. Can't do DFS can't do uh, public stuff on Yahoo for prizes anymore, which sucks. But, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. If I were you guys, I would definitely be thinking about it because a lot of value to be had here as I go down the board. There is still some decent value. Um, Vinny Pasquantino going a little bit later here than he is, I believe, in the NFBC drafts that I've been looking at recently. Uh, past pick 100, 110 actually right now. Feels like pretty good value. Uh, who else we got as a good value as I go down the board here? <clears throat> Seiya Suzuki is going about 20 picks later here than he is on uh, NFBC sites. Um, the board's starting to correct itself a little bit. Alejandro Kirk not going until after pick 135. That's definitely a target of mine. Uh, I don't have a catcher yet here, so he might be the guy that I go with. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm still, I've been dealing with a cough for so long, it feels like it's never going to go away at this point. Whenever I start to record... It feels like it always gets worse at that point, and I guess it's because I'm talking more often. Uh, but apologies whenever I lean away for a cough. There's really 
<clears throat> nothing I can do about it. I've tried what I can. Um, but we're, we're, we're pushing through here. It is cold weather season in Canada, so I'm sure that that doesn't help. <clears throat> Last week, we saw temperatures that were like negative. I mean, you guys are used to Fahrenheit. A lot of my listeners are in the States, but like negative 20 degrees Celsius, negative 25 degrees Celsius, uh, absolutely bitterly cold. It was awful. That probably didn't help the throat. But anyway, uh, we're up in three picks here. We are eight players into our draft. Freddie Freeman, Alex Bregman, Bo Bichette, Cedric Mullins, Shane McClanahan, Shohei Otani, Josh Hader, and Rizel Iglesias is who we've got so far. Catcher and second base are definitely targets of mine. I think relief pitcher, very solid at this point. My infield, pretty solid as well. The guys that I have drafted, outfield is okay because there's only three outfielders needed in this format. If there's a five outfielder format, it's obviously a lot harder to get your guys, but I think in a three outfielder, you can. And with the start of Cedric Mullins, I feel pretty confident that, you know, this is going to be a pretty successful team, uh, especially when I'm looking at my outfielders. So I'm back up on the clock here. Uh, last few picks were Reese Hoskins, Gilbert, and Logan Webb. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go Alejandro Kirk, although I would be jumping up a little bit by ADP. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think I am going to go with Kirk. He'll be my first pick here. And then the second pick, I could go Kenley Jansen and really secure saves. <clears throat> and I think that that's something that I might consider doing. You know what? Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. We took Kenley Jansen at pick 92. Uh, I, you know, a lot of drafts that I've done so far, and if you guys have listened to them, you know, I've kind of let saves fall by the wayside a little bit. And, you know, I probably should have taken a second baseman there. But I, I really think that... Not that I think, I know, saves are very, in, almost impossible to come by on the waiver wire. Um, and I think, in terms of ADP, I think I did all right with him. Uh, let me just pull up the Boston the Boston ADP here on the NFBC app. But I mean, about pick 100, after pick 100, for a guy who is going to be an everyday closer. I know they're not going to be the greatest team. But I feel pretty confident um, with that pick, because... I don't want to have to be chasing saves on the waiver wire. Second base, you know, I'll, I'll see who I've got available to me here. Um, there's still options. There's still Brandon Lau. There's still Polanco. There's still Jeff McNeil. There's still Cronenworth. We're still fine. Um, <clears throat> more I look at that pick, more I like it. Kenley Jansen in these recent NFBC drafts go on pick 79. So I'll take it. Uh, next round, I'm not going to bullshit around anymore. I'm taking a second baseman because I don't want to see a bunch of them go off the board. I think... Probably Brandon Lau is where I'm leaning at the moment, although I don't want to kill that batting average that I've that I've worked so hard to build up at this point. Mm, maybe Jorge Polanco. I mean, not that Lau is going to murder me, but uh, I'm not like the most confident in his batting average. Um, Jeff McNeil definitely an option. I could wait a, another round, I suppose. Um, you know, get Jonathan India, maybe even a couple rounds to get Jonathan India. Vaughn Grissom going past pick 200 as well. See. The more you, you read through these boards, the more you do these drafts, you see the value that there is, and that is the value in doing these mock drafts. You see small bits of value. It's not like you know you learn entire strategies from one day of doing a draft necessarily. You might. You might figure out a strategy that's working for you. But for me, a lot of the time, it's, it's things like that. Like, oh, Von Grissom, you can get him past pick 200 here. That's not going to happen on any, any other site. At, I mean, at this point, it shouldn't be happening on any other site, but... The more people prep, the more people will get ready for the season. That's why it's reiterating, you know, get your drafts in now if you can, at least a couple of them. Like Von Grissom going at 173 in these most recent NFBC drafts. You're talking 30 picks plus worth of value there if you draft him, uh, where he's going about pick 204. So I don't even need to take him right now. I think I can honestly wait a little bit farther, maybe another, another round or two on second base because of some of the value that there is. 
and maybe fill out some of my other positions that I need. Maybe outfield is what I go for right now. And also starting pitching. I should take a look at outfield and starting pitching here. Chris Bryant, Christian Yelich available. Um, the starting pitchers available in this range, I like them. And, you know, George Kirby is pretty pretty reasonably priced here at 145. Hunter Green is a, is a lot more reasonably priced here than he is on the NFBC. He's going closer to pick 150. I like that a lot. I think that that's, you know, there's room for value there. I'm not going to take him just yet. I think what we're going to do here, we're going to take a look at the outfield, and I think we're going to go, um, I think, oh, someone took Castellanos, eh? Someone took Castellanos, and, oh, man. A couple of guys that I wanted, actually. Yelich is gone. Um, damn, 10 seconds remaining. Okay, I'm going with Chris Bryant. See, that's the problem with the 30-second pick, uh, pick clock, and now I've got a second pick back-to-back here. I think I will go with the strikeouts, and I will go with Blake Snell at 137. I, I, I like what I'm doing here. I like this this draft. I like what we've got going on. Blake Snell is going at 114 uh, based on average draft position right now. So a little bit of a bargain there. Chris Bryant, I'm not even sure where he's going right now. I think he's just outside the top 100. 132. So I'm actually getting him roughly at value if you're looking at NFBC values. Pretty close. Um, Brian, I think, is going to be a pretty decent option this year as well, just going through outfielder rankings. He's going to be higher than I expected. It's because, I mean, first of all, it's weird to not have him as a third baseman. That still feels a little strange. But I think in terms of just outfielders, there's a lot to like about Chris Bryan. Even if you look at last season, he was not healthy very much at all. He still, when he was out there, per at-bat basis, I know the homers weren't there, but the batting average was very good, and it's going to continue to be very good in Coors. And I don't think we're going to see that downturn in power year after year for him. He's still a fairly young guy. Uh, I think that there's still a lot of value to be had in Chris Bryant. So very happy to get him here. Uh, what was the number? 132. I like that number quite a bit. Now looking at my team here, again, pretty pretty happy with what we got going on second base I need to get but we're gonna get Vaughn Grisham probably in the next round assuming nobody snakes me on him get a couple more starting pitchers to fill out uh, relief pitcher where we're very solid here in a 12 teamer there will be options that pop up on the waiver wire throughout the year um, random guys that do get save opportunities that you can stream in here and there um, but as of right now hater Iglesias and Kenley Jansen I feel very good about that, you know, considering what we're looking at here. This is category. I don't even know if I mentioned off the top. It'll be in the description of the show and in the title of the show. Uh, standard 5x5 five five head-to-head categories. <clears throat> nothing nothing too crazy. It's fairly standard for Yahoo, for Yahoo players. Uh, that's what we're dealing with here today. Now, second base, uh, it's still looking pretty damn good. There's still a lot of options that I really like. And did somebody take Grissom? I think somebody might have taken Grissom. Oh, shit. Somebody took him. That's, see, that's what happens here. I guess people are filling out their drafts and they're figuring shit out, too. 150 he went. 50 picks ahead of ADP. That's okay. There are still some second basemen that I like here. <clears throat> Jeff McNeil, definitely someone I like. And Jake Cronenworth. Like, I'm, I'm higher on Jake Cronenworth than a lot of people are. Uh, he's going to pick 182 on average. I think there's a lot of value there. <clears throat> I don't even know if I have to take him this round to secure him. But, you know, I can't, I can't keep playing that game forever with second base. I do need to just eventually take somebody. And, you know, it might be Jorge Polanco because we're looking at, eh, I mean, he's pretty decently valued right here. But, you know, there's part of me that just said, oh, you know what? He just went the pick right before. Uh, we'll just wait. You know what? We'll wait on second base. It's not what I want to do necessarily, but we'll we'll keep waiting and we'll get one of these later round guys because right now in this range, there's not really anybody that I want necessarily. I think I can wait a little bit more. Maybe get that third outfielder taken care of. 30-second pick clocks are stressful, man, let me tell you. Um, I might go Brandon Nimmo. I might go Jeff McNeil. 
Damn, I I went Nemo. I went Brandon Nemo. And now we'll go. Ah hmm. oh, man, I hate thirty second pick clocks. I'm so used to the longer ones right now. I think I'm gonna go Dustin May. Even though I might I might have jumped up a little bit on Dustin May there in terms of where I should be drafting him. Let's see. Did I pull up Boo Boo? No, it's about right. One fifty. I think that's about right. You know, I I really love the upside there. We have, still don't really know how good Dustin May can be, and you know, it's not the safe pick that I tend to make. But, you know, it's a mock draft. We're, we're figuring out our draft boards. We're figuring out what we like at this point still. So uh, no, no problems there taking Dustin May, especially pack, past pick 150. I think there could be some value there for sure. Oh, man, I need to take second base, though. I really can't keep screwing about with second base here. The options are going to keep thinning out. My target is Cronenworth in the next round because I get that multi-position eligibility. If I miss out on him, then I would probably go for Jeff McNeil or Jonathan India, depending on who's available still. Um, Ketel Marte is still there as well. I like that. Luis Arise. There is so much value in a 12-teamer. It really is shocking. After having spent the entire offseason looking at 15-team draft and 15-team ADP, um, how good you can find uh, a 12-team roster to be. And even a 10-team roster, especially more so a 10-team roster like we saw last week. They're just so stacked. It's really a lot of fun to to diversify your leagues because you do a 10, you do a 12, you do a 15, you do some points, you do some head-to-head, you do some roto. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot more to think about, but I do find it to be a more enjoyable experience at the end of the day to have a bunch of different kinds of leagues. And I'm sure there will be people who have the complete opposite situation in their heads. They say, I want to focus on roto points the entire year. I want to focus on, you know, just standard points leagues the entire year. Or, you know, I'm a head-to-head person or whatever it is. I'm a 10-team guy. I don't play anything but 10-teamers. Do your thing. But I think it's a lot of fun to mix it up a little bit and have different kinds of player pools, different kinds of team builds. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Of course, I know I'm probably into fantasy baseball, fantasy sports, more than the average person. But nonetheless, I think it is still uh, quite a bit of fun to mess around a little bit with your with your builds and with your roster construction and with your formats. Formats are a lot of fun to mess about with. So second base is the one glaring opening here. Uh, I've, you know, I've said that throughout the entire recording. It's just the fact of what we've got going on right now. Uh, we've got all the bench spots to fill. We've got one pitcher spot to fill, a couple utilities as well. And this is where the board starts to thin out a little bit here. Man, why is Tom Murphy going in the top 170? Like, what what the hell is going on here? Like, where is he going in the NFBC drafts? 669. What the hell is wrong with people here? What are we doing? What did he, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Yahoo drafters. They'll figure it out eventually, I guess. But, man, that is ugly as of right now. I don't know what the hell he's doing there. Uh, his NFBC ADP is 670. He's going in the top 170 over on Yahoo right now. I don't get it. don't think it makes too much sense. But, anyway, that's why it's a mock draft. That's why we're still figuring out our boards here. Um, I'm next up, and I think I'm going to have to go pitcher second base because you know, I, I've put off second base plenty long enough at this point. Let's go Jeff McNeil and the multi-position eligibility. Uh, but Cronenworth is still there, too. You know what? No, I'm going Cronenworth, and then I'm going to go with hmm, Grayson Rodriguez is tempting. Might be a little early here, but it's probably about correct. Eh, you know, Let's have some fun. Let's take Grayson Rodriguez here. I'm probably going a little bit too high. I pick 181. I know that's generally where he's going. Uh, where? Let's take a look here. 195 in the most recent drafts. If I, if I narrow that to the start of February... My ADP board, it's probably even higher because there's going to be so much helium with the fact that he's going to be with the team. 
190 has gone up a little bit, and I'm only looking at one draft actually in that time frame, so I kind of can't really shorten it that much. Let's go back to my birthday. We're looking at about 10 days here. He's going about 191, yeah, over seven drafts. So maybe I jumped up around early, but again, I'm not picking for 20 picks. I'll take an early share of Grayson, even though it's an imaginary share. Uh, I like, I mean, I love what he could potentially do for you this season if he does start the year in the rotation as well. Don't have to worry about waiting for him to get called up and stashing him. If he's there right from the get-go, uh, there could be a hell of a lot of value to be had around pick 200. Now, I don't see why anybody would be drafting Trevor Bauer, but he is going inside the top 200 picks as of right now. These projected stats from Yahoo, these guys are crazy, man. Like, they think he's going to throw 103 innings at a 306 ERA, striking out 130 batters. There's just no chance that that happens. Like, I, it's literally impossible that he's going to go out there and throw more than 100 innings this year. I'd, I'd be fairly willing to bet my life on it. No one's going to sign him. And if they do... Well, God help him, but I just don't expect it. I really don't expect him to be back in Major League Baseball. I think that the league is going to be done with him. I don't know what the projections say in general for him. Zips has him for 109 innings because Zips is always a little bit ahead in terms of that. We saw with Bueller. The bat has him for 20. ATC has him for 19. Steamer has him thrown one inning this year. I don't know how they come up with that number, but that's what they got, and I don't see any reason to be drafting him inside the top 200, even though people are over on Yahoo so far. I, I don't really understand it, but I guess – to each their own, I suppose. I mean, I I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I can't get behind the thought of drafting Trevor Bauer. I, I just don't. Maybe it's because I really don't like the guy, but at the same time, he's not signed. He might not even play baseball this year. Stop drafting him inside the top 200. It's just absurd. Even if he does get signed, he hasn't pitched in two years. And like I, we've pointed out on the show many times here, he was having a very lucky stretch, leaving everybody on base. Babips were lower than... <laughs> lower than the ground like you just you can't expect that to be happening year after year so long story short take trevor bauer off your list there's really no need to be drafting him whatsoever maybe people disagree but whatever happy to discuss over on twitter if you guys like um but we're approaching the end of the draft here we got two utility spots left to fill out and we've got of course our five bench slots here man i i like to go for a pitching heavy um, bench and I think I'm going to do that as well this year because I just I hate putting regular players on your bench and having to decide who's starting one day and it's the tough they're the toughest questions when you guys ask questions on Twitter is should I start player A or player B today if I say player A then player B is hitting a home run and it's just one small example of you said the guy the other guy is going to do well and I don't want to put myself in that situation so we're not going to put ourselves in that situation for the most part. You might take one bench bat, but that's about as much as I'm really going to be willing to take at this point. Now, Jeff McNeil is still sitting on the board here. I'm one pick away. I want thinking about him with my last pick, and I think I will take that second base insurance to go along with the outfield eligibility there. Um, yeah, we're going to go Jeff McNeil with our first pick there. He's the utility slot guy. And then the second one is a little more interesting. J.P. Crawford going very high up here. Um... Man, you know, I might go with another second baseman and just make that harder for other people to get their guy. Uh, I'm going to go Jonathan India. Let's go with Jonathan India. Both of my utility slots are second baseman. I feel pretty good about that. I got Cronenworth, who's first, second, and short eligible. I can bounce him around a little bit. I got Jeff McNeil, second and outfield eligible, and then India, who's just second base eligible. But I can move those guys around quite a bit. There's quite a bit I can do with this particular roster build. Not a ton of multi-position eligibility, 
But I have it where I need it, I think. You know, if Freeman does end up having, you know, because he's the older guy on this team at this point, uh, if he is needing to miss some time or whatever, slide Bregman over to first, and I can slide McNeil over to second, and I can put whoever in the utility slot. But I, I like what we've got going on position eligibility-wise. We got six picks left. Is it six picks or five picks left? No, we got five picks left. Just going to fill it out with as much starting pitching depth as I possibly can, which is my strategy whenever we get down to this point of a draft. You know, I'm going to take, like I said a few minutes ago, I'll take one um, position player probably to have on the bench. But even then, I don't think it's like, it's not a must-have. I think it's fine if you do it, fine if you don't. But I'm going to fill out with starting pitching depth here because it is going to be a lot harder to come by uh, the farther we go down. Steven Strasburg is almost a top 200 pick by ADP. God help us, man. I don't know what we're expecting out of Steven Strasburg this year, but it's certainly not too top 200 production. Like I took him in the 50th or the 49th round of a draft champions the other day. I think it was 740 overall, <clears throat> roughly 740, 730-something, 740. Uh, there's no need to be drafting him inside the top 200. People will adjust. People will you know, get further down their process and will, won't be doing that kind of thing. But for right now, man, like the, the main point of today, if there is a point, is start drafting now. Get multiple different teams out there if that is your style. If you're going to draft multiple different teams anyway, <clears throat> go draft one today or tomorrow or I'm not even 100% sure if you can draft real teams yet. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure you can, but the way that they're they're unrolling it here, it almost seems to be like piecemeal. So I'm not 100% sure if everything is available. But regardless, go check it out. Go check out Yahoo. We've got five picks left in this draft. It is always a lot of fun, and it all you know it sends the serotonin going through the body, the dopamine. It makes you feel happy. It makes me feel happy to be back drafting on Yahoo. But we're one pick away here. We're almost back up on the board couple of pitchers here that are interesting. Kenta Maeda, our buddy Torres takes. Chris Torres uh, was talking about him on Twitter about how he is a very good bargain where he's going close to pick 300 and even to pick 230. He's interesting for sure. Shane Baz, um, Cal Quantrill, Savali. I'm sure there is more value down this board that I haven't even seen yet. But you know what? For now, we'll take Kenta Maeda with one of our picks. And, man, the 30-second pick clock is really stressful. I do prefer a longer pick clock the more that I think about it, even though I never did before. Oh, man, there's not really much pitching right here. Maybe this is the spot where I go for my my next position player or my only position player that I'm going to have on the bench. And maybe, oh, man, eight seconds here. This is, this is going to be a last-second dart throw here, guys. Michael Brantley. I took Michael Brantley. And did I reach on him a little bit? Eh, probably not. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's what happens with a 30-second pick clock. Where is he going in these drafts right now? 350. Shit, I did reach on him. I thought he was going closer to 250. But that shows you even, you know, if somebody like me who literally, like, focuses more on this than my schoolwork, which is probably not what I should be doing. If I don't have all the ADPs memorized, you guys don't have to feel bad about it yourselves either, uh, about not knowing the whole player pool. Because it will happen eventually by March. We'll have everything figured out the more drafts you do. But I just misjudged Michael Brantley by close to 100 picks worth of value there. So... It goes to show you, you're not always going to have everything in your head. Take notes, if you know, not just from listening to podcasts, but reading articles. Take different notes. Uh, know the boards as well as possible, and it comes with just figuring out these different sites, especially if you're going to play on multiple sites like I am. Learn the players who are values on those different sites because as of right now, there are a lot of valuable players going on Yahoo here. I didn't need to take Brantley there. It's because the pick clock kind of kind of screwed me up. And in a real draft, I wouldn't be talking through it most likely. I might do like one real live stream draft. But focus 
Uh, have your players listed out that you know. Go through the boards beforehand. Make sure you know who is a value, who is not a value. What makes sense? You know, no one's taken Walker Bueller in this draft, which is good. Um, but you know, a lot of people in different drafts would have because his ADP is inside the top 100. So it's something to be aware of, to be wary of. That you could easily make a mistake, and it's not going to kill you. But that's why you go do mock drafts first. So you kind of learn the board, you learn the player pool, and then things don't surprise you as much as they might uh, a little bit farther down. Uh, the draft and farther down into draft prep season, I should say. A couple of picks left here now. Um, Kendall Graveman is sitting there still. He's interesting to me as a save option while Hendricks is on the shelf. Um, starting pitching is kind of shitty at this point. It's crazy because in the 15 team where I was just doing, there were starting pitchers that I liked in like the four or five, six hundreds. Here we are at pick 250, and I'm already kind of out of guys that I want to take here. Trevor Rogers might be interesting. Although I don't really trust Trevor Rogers as much as I could throw him. Uh, his ADP is the same as Johnny Cueto, though. 230. You know what? <clears throat> as a bench arm, uh, I'll take Trevor Rogers as one of my picks there. And then I think I will go with Kendall Graveman. I think that that's decent. Even though I already have saves pretty much taken care of, in my mind, uh, you never really know. So I'll take that insurance closer to have on the bench there. And then I've got one pick left. So now we're down to an upside pick. Pretty much at this point, you're going for the best player you can. I've already taken my bench bat that I want to have. That's Michael Brantley, although he might end up being dropped. So I'm not going to stick hard and fast to that to that rule here like I usually would of only one batter on the bench because I kind of screwed up with the previous one. It's okay. Uh, we're, just, we're just figuring things out still, guys. That's why we do these mocks. It's all right. And I'm looking here, and I think Ezekiel Tovar really stands out. Um, definitely interesting. So I don't understand the projections. They have him projected for one run, one homer, and one RBI and a zero batting average. They're, they're still figuring this out. That's the only possible explanation here because this is not accurate. It's definitely not the way that these drafts are going in real life. Um, it just, it just can't be. And the projections are not, are not accurate. So we'll, we'll see how long it takes them to figure out these projections. I think someone just took Tovar from me. Yep, somebody took Tovar from me. I their, their projections are wrong, but I think the ADPs are generally correct. I mean, hell, they've just opened it up. Maybe they'll tell us tomorrow that there's a mistake, but it appears that the ADPs for the most part are correct. There are some weird ones there, like Tom Murphy, though. I don't know how to wrap my head around that. Did somebody take Tom Murphy? Nobody did, uh, but the ADP of 166, you'd think, you know, at least there are some fairly sharp people in this mock draft because... A lot of people will just see that and think, oh, my God, we're at 270. His ADP was, was 160. He's 100 pick value. And, you know, sometimes that would be the case. A lot of times it would be the case. But there's still some early bugs going on here, it appears, um, with their with their draft and technology. So that particular pick, not something that I'd be taking to heart. I'm looking for upside right now, and I don't see a hell of a lot of it at this point, even though I know it's existing. Uh, I just don't know where exactly it's going to be. And what positions it'll come at, because I'm still figuring out uh, Yahoo here. Let's see. There's not much power. I mean, Ryan McMahon is a pretty decent option at this price, 245. Uh, I, I'm probably higher on McMahon than a lot of people are for this year. But I'm getting him about 30 picks later than he is going by ADP. His ADP is 245 on Yahoo. It's 213 on the NFBC site. You know what? There's not a hell of a lot of upside there, but I think there's a fairly high floor with power and all-around good production, batting and course. So we'll take Ryan McMahon. He will be our last pick. And that is the team. That is our team. Alejandro Kirk behind the plate. Freddie Freeman at first. Jake Cronenworth at second. 
Alex Bregman at third, Bo Bichette um, at short. I was about to say at fourth. <laughs> Bo Bichette at short. Uh, the outfield is Ced- Cedric Mullins, Chris Bryant, Brandon Nimmo. Utility spots are Jeff McNeil and Jonathan India. And then the rotation is Shane McClanahan, Shohei Otani, Blake Snell, Dustin May, Grayson Rodriguez, Kenta Maeda, Trevor Rogers. The, ro- uh, the bullpen consists of Josh Hader, Rizal Iglesias, Kenley Jansen, and Kendall Graveman. Now, I probably took more closers than you need. I've got three solidified ones, and then Graveman, who's going to be like a part-time. I mean, in terms of the grand scheme of things, probably he'll close about half the season, we think. I'm not really sure how long Hendricks is going to be out. But I think I've got a pretty good foundation down here. Um, You know, not really many stacks going on, but we got Nimmo and McNeil. We've got Kirk and Bichette. Um, That's... think that's all unless I mean Bregman and Brantley technically although I don't think Brantley's going to be a mainstay on this team although I'm none of these guys are gonna be a mainstay because this is a this is a mock draft but at the same time uh, I'm pretty happy with the way that it all worked out here now I'm still trying to can you sort Yahoo by picks by team I, you can when the season starts but I don't think I can do it here uh you know sort the picks by like just show my draft board i don't think you can do that until the season actually starts in order anyway like i could screenshot my picks and i'm gonna do that because that's how i will i will share this out over on twitter and then maybe we'll see if we can put some of it in the show notes as well likely you're on twitter um but i'd like to have it ordered so it shows you who you took in which round that would make more sense to me but regardless uh this is the team i'll share it out over on twitter at some point because that's what people do when you do a draft you put it out on twitter when we'll talk about it more if you guys want you guys can ask questions at joe orico 99 also at ethos fantasy bb ton of great stuff going on there we've talked at length about the draft guide about Britton allen's new podcast which will be titled it's gone it's not going to be in your feeds just yet page is still being set up but we are very close to launch of the baseball season i think pitchers and catchers report in the next couple weeks the world baseball classic is around the corner and next month we have baseball we said it last week because february was just starting last week um, but we will have real life baseball next month crazy shit incredible to think about that the offseason is already over or just about over anyway but that is it guys that's our monday show appreciate you guys hanging out with us let us know what you think if you're listening on a platform that allows ratings and reviews take a couple seconds and let us know you enjoy the show if you don't something you'd like to see changed or if you'd like to just leave a rating that would be fine as well We'll see you back here tomorrow, and we're going to take a look at more rankings. Should be shortstop. I'm thinking either pitcher or shortstop because my pitcher rankings are pretty solidified at this point, but I kind of do want to go in order and go with shortstop. Those rankings, I'm going to have to you know, uh, iron in the fire tonight and work hard on them to get them finished, but I'm still debating what we're going to do. We'll let you guys know over on Twitter, and you guys will see when the show is dropped, but we'll do rankings tomorrow uh, one way or the other. We'll be ranking some players. Hope you guys will join us for it. Until then, though, Take care, everybody. Have a great night. Cheers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers.